are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Oh, it's so good to be here face to face. Hey, I will not be sad if you want to pick up and move to a shadier spot or find a fan closer. You just move at your leisure, okay? So, and uh, yeah, I feel set up from the Lord today. I, I feel his kindness on even what we're going to share today. I feel his kindness in the worship where Mar- Mari is singing a song about remembering. And all I've been thinking about this week is remembering. And then Vanessa goes into a song about what can you imagine on this property? And I wish I could sing it. Um, what do you anticipate? Everyone healed in a moment. Imagine him moving on the property. And I've just been imagining this week. And I feel so set up by the kindness of the Lord, even with what we're going to talk about today with the testimony. So God often speaks to me through dreams. And uh, usually when I'm preaching, I say, God, give me a dream. Like, kind of direct where you see me going. And uh, a week and a half ago, I was on vacation, and I woke up from a dream, and I said, oh, I have got to preach what that dream said. And I, was, I didn't even know when I was preaching next, so it was the kindness of God just to wake me up and, and remind me, because I was on vacation, not looking at my calendar. I'm like, oh, I'm preaching next week. This is what I'm talking about. So I want to share um, this dream with you all, and... In the dream, I'm standing on the stage. We're having announcements and testimonies as normal. And Bree Donaldson's in the crowd, and something was on her, and I knew she had this testimony. I said, Bree, you have to share it. And so Bree comes up, not planned, nothing happened. And so Bree just shares, and, and it was amazing. And then Carolyn Book was our scheduled testimony. So Carolyn pops up here. She's with a missionary friend and a translator, and it's this just beautiful display of the goodness of God. And I'm ready to close that time and just keep on with our service. And, and then I realized there's just a line of people behind Carolyn with testimonies. And, and I like order, and I'm kind of orderly, and I just have a plan, and I'm like, oh, how am I going to handle this? What are we doing here? And so I'm kind of navigating the line, and I feel the Lord in the moment, and he says, He says, giving these testimonies room is a prophetic response to your prayer for more. He was telling me, pause, don't stop this. (laughs) This is a prophetic response. You've been praying. We have been praying. God, show us more of the supernatural. Bring, Bring more into our environment. Bring more healings. Touch us in ways that only you can do. And I just so clearly in the dream heard, giving this room is going to make way for more. And, and it was our prophetic response to just let it go. And so it was a messy service. It was a little chaotic. I was kind of floating along the line and what's your testimony? And then still letting the person with the mic share and just kind of navigating the room. And I mean, people were there with video testimonies ready, like people that used to be at our church that have moved to California. And uh, it was just this most beautiful display of the goodness of God. And, uh, and it just touched my heart because God said, just give it room. And then I watched today, 
this testimonies and the expectation in the open air is pulling it into now. So, uh, I've been listening to this old book of Bill Johnson's. It's called The Power of the Testimony. And it's basically uh, two of his sermons put on audible.com. But it's from 2003. So it is 18 years old. I think it was originally recorded on a tape. (laughs) So the quality is terrible. (laughs) It took some gratitude and patience for me. But the content just rocked me all week as I just listened over and over. So some of what I'm pulling from today is from that. But we're going to talk on the power of the testimony, how to access it, how to pull from it. So Psalms 119, verse 111, it says, Your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. (laughs) So what is this heritage and how do we access it? This is foundational, but we have to remind ourselves. Bill was speaking about it 18 years ago. He's still speaking about it today. This is not something we just say, I've learned that before. Okay, what's next? What's new? What's fresh? Like this is valuable, foundational, who we are, our inheritance. His testimony is our inheritance. Your testimonies are my inheritances forever, for they are the joy of my heart. What does it look like to grab onto my heritage? Think of any parent on the planet. If they're giving their children a great heritage, they want them to take it and run with it. How are we taking it? How do we run with it? So foundationally, what was purchased is the blood of Jesus paid for our healing. In Isaiah 53, verse 5, it says, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. (laughs) I've never read it that way. The punishment that brought us peace. The punishment from all the sins in the past and in the future, that was on his body. That punishment rested on him and brought us peace. And by those stripes, we are healed. That's our heritage. That's our inheritance. And I've just been wanting Jesus to get his full reward. Like, can you imagine Father God thinking, I gave the biggest gift of all. I gave my son. And Jesus paid the highest price. All as an invitation for us, (laughs) for him to get his full reward for us to walk in fullness of life, fullness of healing, to inherit this peace. (laughs) His punishment brought our peace. And in Revelation it says, they have conquered him, and this is the accuser, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives even unto death. There is so much power in this testimony. We, I want us to grab hold of it with everything in us. It's an access point to what was purchased. There's a pathway that is built through the testimony. There is a word that comes out of my mouth. There's a word that dad spoke today 
in the transition. He said, we are, God told us, if you take care of my house, I'll take care of yours. And they paid off their house. This church is called to be a debt-free church. We are going to have people in this body that are just paving the way and getting out of debt. And it's going to release a testimony that allows others to step into it. I've watched it time and time again. When you start talking about it, people are like, that's possible? I didn't even know that was possible to get out of debt. I just assumed we'd all pay for a house until we die. That's not the way that we have to live. <laughs> we can live debt-free. We can claim that testimony as our own. It is a pathway to us having breakthrough. It is a, that testimony lays the framework. It lays a path that we can walk on and follow if we choose to. We get to access it. It is ours for the taking. Testimony means do it again. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's in Revelation 19.10. I am so reminded of this. When When we share the testimonies, they just happen more and more. Dave, you remember, we're in Mexico. Uh, We've gone on many trips. And so we were in Mexico. And one night, I think we had 10 deaf ears open. And the nights before that, we had 15 in total. So the first night of the trip, we had one or two. The next night, we had three or four. And we would talk about it every night because this is what you do on a mission trip. You go out, you stay out late, you come back into the lobby, and you just tell the good news. You tell... I don't need that. You tell what he did that day. And you just start saying, oh my goodness, that lady in the red shirt, I got to pray for her after you. And this happened. And, and there's something that happens in the spirit that makes way. Those 10 people that got their deaf ears open, I don't know that would have happened without us sharing the night before three ears were opened. Oh, two nights before there was this guy that I prayed for. So I remember this night, and I'm praying for this girl, and she's deaf and she's mute, and and uh, and she, her ears open, <laughs> and and she still can't speak, and I'm disappointed, but I'm so excited. And then as I leave, she comes up to me in very toddler English because she's still learning to speak, and she says, "Adios, Lauren." <laughs> And she is starting to speak. Her mouth is starting to speak. <laughs> when a testimony is given, it creates a pathway for it to be recreated. The atmosphere shifts. I even felt it in worship today. You almost didn't want to leave it. Those words that, the, um, that Vanessa, Mari, Zaina, they were singing, they were opening a realm for us that we can step into. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Do we just sing it, or are we thinking of the impossibility that's standing in front of our doorstep? Who has an impossibility at their doorstep? I do. Okay. Enough of us do. I'm speaking to the right people. What impossibility is in front of our, in front of our face? When Zayn is singing, anything is possible. <laughs> we serve a God that just loves to defy all impossibilities. <laughs> at the beach, um, I was at the beach a week ago, and I saw this woman, and she was bald, and it looked like she had cancer. And, um, and I was intimidated, honestly. I was like, Ugh. 
you know, we were at this little condo place that you're with the same 50 people for the whole week. So if I go up and talk to her, I got to say hi to her 15 more times. <laughs> so I'm just preparing my heart, you know, I'm waiting until the middle of the week. I'm like, I've just got to pray for her, you know. And, and so I, I'm doing two things in prepping myself. Um, one thing I'm, I'm envisioning what, what it would look like on her face if she got healed. What would the expression on her face show? Like, can you imagine this woman being healed? Like, so I'm just visualizing God showing up in her body. And the other thing I was doing, I was reminding myself, um, in Chico, California, years ago, Brent and I, we prayed for this woman in a wheelchair with stage four cancer. And there was nothing impressive about the prayer. She didn't feel anything. We didn't feel anything. <laughs> it was just, but we were just, Lord, you've paid this price. You want to heal her. Um, a month or two later, we got a call. It said she was completely healed of stage four cancer. And <laughs> praise Jesus. There are people in this room that are contending with people for healings in stage four cancer. This is a testimony. Yes, it's old. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it is a pathway. So I'm like stirring up my spirit this week at the beach. And finally I go and she's in the ocean. And I'm like, okay, this is a good place. So I go out into the ocean, start talking to her. And I'm just telling her about the goodness of God and asking her if she has cancer. She actually didn't. She had alopecia, um, which is a hair loss. And I just started praying for that. And, and I don't know what's going to happen with it. Um, but like we both left with our spirits so alive. Like I felt like I left a deposit of hope in her. And, and I felt like I had it because I had been stirring it up in my spirit the whole week. So, you know, that imagination I was using with that woman, I'm like imagining what it would look like. Imagine the look on that person's face when they would get healed. Uh, it's key. We have a divine imagination and he has invited us to using it. Like, what can I dream of what it would look like? Can I dream of what it would look like for that girl to get out of the wheelchair? Can I, can I picture the joy on her face? Can I picture the shock? Like, I'm start, what, would, what would it look like for her to run dancing around during worship? That imagination is God's invitation to us. I... Uh, I've just been like meditating even on what, what, it's, what it was to, for God to send his son to die on that cross. Like, man, like the weight of the world. I mean, some of us carry the weight of our family some days and you're like, this is too much for me. <laughs> Can you picture the weight of the world? He's going to this cross, living a perfect life for the weight of the world, all their sin. He carries on his body the punishment for all that have gone before and all that go ahead. And, he, you know, 39 stripes on his body. Like, just, I just sometimes have to meditate on his kindness and that gift. We don't have to pray to persuade God to heal people. He's already given the best gift of all. Like, by his stripes, we are healed. I don't have to talk him into it. I don't have to convince him. I don't, it's not a tug of war. It's not a, you know, it's, 
It's our inheritance. Your testimonies are my inheritance forever. <laughs> the forever. He's a good dad that's saying, will you, will you access it, <laughs> please? I've already given it. It's all yours. Will you take it? Will you access it? Jen asked this question a couple months ago, and it just hit me so hard. Um, she said, what if everything you've imagined in the last 24 hours came true? <laughs> Does anybody else feel convicted? <laughs> I sure did. You and we play out stupid, well, this could cause this, and oh, my goodness, you know. What if everything you imagine came true? What would we spend imagining? What would we spend our time on? What would we meditate on? What would I dream about? You know, keeping these testimonies in front of us will shift the way you look at life. <laughs> it will shift your hope. I'm so glad, Justin, you prayed for that hope to rise up within us. It will shift our approach. What if everything you imagined in the last 24 hours came to pass? Hmm. What are we imagining and what is staying in front of us? I love what dad shared, the story of the memory stones. Um, that was my cousin and one of my best friends for my whole life growing up. And I remember as kids walking by this pile of rocks and saying, oh, David, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> like, I'm so glad you lived through that terrible day. Like, oh, I'm so, and, and Papa would say, just keep grabbing rocks and just keep throwing them on and saying what God has done. So for the whole of my life, I've walked around this pile on our, on our woods property and just, just imagined and reminded myself, he is so, so good. He's better than you think. In Joshua, Joshua 4, um, so they're crossing the Jordan River, and this, this is a, a raging river, and the Ark of the Covenant's crossing, and the river has to spread so wide because people can't get close to the Ark. And after everyone had crossed, Joshua said, he, gra he grabbed 12 men from the 12 tribes, and he said, you need to go to the middle of the river, you need to grab one of those stones, and you need to carry it back over here. And then I want you to put it next to our tent site or campsite for the night. And then he said, when your children ask, what do those stones mean to you? You can tell them. The waters were cut off. <laughs> the Ark of the Covenant passed over, and we crossed over. God knew something. We're going to ask about what we see. Our kids ask about every single thing. Why not have them asking <laughs> about those stones? Oh, you know what happened that day? That was a crazy day. That water was so high and it was scary and the ground was dry and we didn't know if it was going to hold, but it did. I mean, can you imagine the stories that they're just keeping right in front of them? They have to. <laughs> and God knew we forget. I feel so forgetful sometimes. Ron Book, man, he is a, a documenter of the testimony. I can't see his face. Where is he? There he is. 
I mean, I asked Ron, can you send me the last, you know, mission trips testimonies? Send me all you got. I got 10 emails this week. <laughs> Long emails. Because every, I've gone on, I don't know, five, 10 trips with Ron, at least five. And when we go on trips, he says, hey, what's your testimony? What's your testimony? We share them at night. He puts them in his phone. He sends them out to people praying. And we have this document. And so I'm reading through these testimonies this week. And I was there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I forgot that part. Whoa, God, you're so good. I was there. <laughs> and I forgot that piece of that testimony. Or I forgot it. Wow, how do I keep it in front of me? What are the memorial stones in our lives that are keeping the testimony of Jesus in front of us? I, um, I've been a little intentional with this for the last few years. And um, I have a bathroom mirror and I've been putting pictures that I'm praying into on the mirror. And there are people that I'm praying for healing. Their um, debts paid off that we're praying into. Their dreams that we have over our life. Their relational men's that I'm praying into. And so, you know, brushing your teeth. I'm staring at this day in, day out, declaring over this, praying over it. And then my memory stones are, I take the picture and I move it when it, gets, when it happens. And I'm looking through this, like this week I pulled them out again because I, I took them off my mirror and started washing my mirror more often. But uh, they've still been in my bathroom. And half of these pictures have come to pass. Like half of them are testimonies. Like these are two crazy testimonies like a crazy debt paid off and a crazy dream that I'm living in that three years ago, it was an impossibility. <laughs> and I'm just watching God. But how easy would it be for me to forget and be like, am I really living in that dream that I've been praying into for three years? Oh, like one of my dreams was to start a school. I put this picture on my wall and, and the Lord said, start a school at Beth Atlanta. And it seemed like an impossibility I had no grid for it happening. And I've had to pinch myself a lot of times this year saying, we're doing this. This is happening. And God is in it. He's blowing on it. He's, he's in it. And it's just a testimony that I'm living. I'm living a life. And there are people joining us in this testimony. Like I'm like, we're doing this together. It's a testimony and it's ours. But it would be very easy to be caught in the toil of it and be like, this is hard work. What are we doing? I'm not remembering that this is actually a dream on God's heart and on my heart. So I have to hold this memory stone. I have to remember, this is part of his answer. When we keep the testimony in front of us, holiness is a byproduct. There is a, such a need for holiness amongst us all. When we are in awe and wonder of what God has done and what he's doing, we can't help but be holy and want and just go for more of him and invite him into more of our lives. Like things that were okay are no longer okay when we are confronted with the goodness of God. When we stay in awe and wonder, the, the stuff that shouldn't be there, it can't, it can't stay. <laughs> it can't stay around. Sin can't live when we're 
gazing upon what God is doing and we're in such awe of him. Like it, it has to go. Like, I think we just come to this awareness, like, God, you're so holy. I can't, I don't have room for this in my life. I, I, I'm just in awe of his holiness and the stuff that's entangling and the stuff that's holding you back. Oh, I have no time for that. This is what I have time for. Awe and wonder of him. Now, Israel, Israel is a, they're, they're an interesting bunch because they served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua and had known all the work the Lord did for Israel. So get this, Joshua, they're crossing that Jordan River. They've seen the works of God. They've seen the mighty hand of God in so many ways, the battle of Jericho, so many miraculous supernatural encounters with God's holiness and goodness and awe and wonder. And they serve the Lord as long as for all that were living that had known the work of the Lord. And eventually people forgot. They forgot. The ones that outlived Joshua and the elders, they forgot. We can't forget. They forgot their stories and they let their affections be moved by something other than his goodness. They let their affections be moved by things that had nothing to do with eternity and their conversation declined. So Justin uh, heard the Lord say in June, he, he heard the Lord say, see what you've seen before. And I hear this to say, don't hear a testimony and say, oh, I've heard that one. That's good. I'm going to carry on. See what you've seen before. Like, remind yourself of what God has done before. I'm reminding myself of the stage four cancer healed, the deaf ears opened. I'm reminding myself of even some of my friends. If y'all come up, you want to come up here? Tracy's going to share. I just envisioned us stirring up within us what God has done. Because this testimony is Tracy's, but it's yours if you want it. It's all of ours. And so, Tracy, we share that? Yeah. Um, you know, I have been coming to Bethel probably for 10 years and just being amazed at the testimonies I've seen and, and the overwhelming cancer healed. And, you know, even in our own life, we've had personal, you know, my daughter's knee was healed. We've seen supernatural physical things. Um, but I think that whenever we're sitting in this place where God is asking us to get our hopes up and expect more and go after more and bring revival on the earth, there is sometimes a um, that thing in our story that we've been carrying for a very long time that causes disappointment to be bigger than our faith, that causes, uh, well, is, is this possible? And um, about... Two years ago, I was pulling in the parking lot, and my phone rang, and I looked down, and it was from my brother, Eric, and Eric was diagnosed with schizophrenia when he was 19 years old. So for the last 25 years, I've been carrying a lot of weight and pain and going after victory for his mental freedom because it's been one of the most tormenting uh, it's, it's in contradiction to absolutely everything I believe about God. So for 25 years, I've lived in that tension of 
This is in complete contradiction to everything I believe about God. And then putting myself in an environment that believes crazy, amazing things about God and that ridiculous things happen when we believe. That particular day, I looked at my phone and I knew I was going to come in here and I was going to worship and believe God for the impossible and go after the impossible. And I heard the Lord say, answer the phone and go after the impossible for your brother. I answered the phone. I remember we were worshiping over where the church is right now. And I was sitting out there. I was listening to the worship begin. I was having a conversation with my brother for the first time, really infusing hope into it. Not just listening, but infusing. If God could do anything for you, Eric, what would you want him to do? What do you want to change? Where would you want to live? What would you hope for? What would you believe? The whole time I'm shaking inside like I am an idiot and this is mean. Um, And so at the same time, it broke something. I came into worship after we hung up. I sobbed like a baby. Like I was like, I have no faith for any of the stuff I just served up. I have no faith for that, Jesus. Over the course of that next week, the Lord um, very clearly said, you don't question that your sin is dealt with, but you still sometimes experience sin. But you, you have a confidence that it is finished in that realm, that my blood covers you. Why can you not... Live your life when you approach healing in the same way. It is finished. Look at your brother as whole. Look at him as sound, with a sound mind, with every possibility in front of him. And I started to go to lunch every week with my brother. And I started to look at, I couldn't do that before for years because the disappointment was so heavy. So every week we would go to lunch and I would enter it with fear and trembling and faith. And I would look at him as healed and whole. That year, we had some of the most phenomenal breakthrough moments in our relationship, in, in, our, in seeing Jesus inside of him. He had some crazy God encounters. It was the best year of the last 25 years. Um, my brother went to sleep one day in um, April of 2020, and he, he went to be with Jesus. And it... It was this weird thing with God because at first I was like, oh, we were just going toward the thing we've been dreaming about. And he's like, heaven is the thing you dream about. (laughs) Um, And so even as I was thinking about this testimony, I realized one of the things I was talking about, about out there with him was if you could live anywhere, where would it be? What would it look like? you know, we're dreaming about a small two-bedroom, one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> um, he's, he's in his heavenly mansion, whole and heal. And, and the beauty of that is beyond my expectation. And, and that is honestly the tip of what God has done. Because my brother, when he was 19, he had a, a daughter and, um, and we were unable to know her. We were, I held her in the hospital and everybody in the family decided Eric's mess is really hard and how do she's this young single mom and so she kind of pushed us out of that relationship but I have prayed for Lauren all 26 years of her life I have dreamed about what her life looked like I have prayed into her knowing and loving Jesus I have prayed into one day I'm gonna know that girl and uh, I heard the Holy Spirit whisper when uh, when Eric went to be with Jesus he's like now reach out to Lauren And I was like, 
I can. And so I reached out to Lauren. So for the last year, we've been having coffee every month. She went on family vacation with us. She loves the Lord. I'm seeing fruit of prayers that I have prayed that, that took a long time. It took a long time to see the fruit of those prayers. So uh, disappointment, if we're going to go after this, then disappointment, has to, we have to be honest about it, and then we have to push through it. So good. Wow. Oh, thanks. I just love that testimony. Your life is so supernatural. I told you the other day. You're just living in it. And sometimes those, those long testimonies, we miss them because we, we can share the, the, the quick ones sometimes. I just, I just am, you stay in it better than anybody I've ever met. You just contend for year after year. And I'm just so grateful for that about you, Trace. Okay, I have asked Dan to share a financial testimony. I think this is so important to keep these in front of us right now. Justin had a word that said we're going to be debt-free by 2023. And we have got to remind ourselves of this and keep it in front of us. It's awesome. Uh, so, you know, some of you guys know our story. If you've been in the school or have done third year, you would have heard my story. Um, we moved here uh, almost five years ago now. So in December, it'll be five years. Uh, in fact, five years ago this month, we were visiting. <clears throat> and we were just visiting. <laughs> and the Lord said, oh, you might want to come to Atlanta. So uh, the, 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 the long and the short is, you know, we left everything we had in, in, in California. I turned off the business. We didn't sell the business. We just, you know, I heard the Lord say, burn your bridges. So we burned our bridges. And uh, we came out here, so we, we had nothing when we came out here. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job opportunity. I didn't have a ministry opportunity. <laughs> like, there was, it was nothing. I was just said, yeah, I heard the Lord, and we said yes. Uh, and so, you know, that first year um, was the hardest year of my life. Like, it was, and, I, and if you know my story, I've had some hard years. <laughs> I've had a lot of hard years. <laughs> but this was legit, like, the, the hardest season I had to go through. And a lot of it just was financially. Um, you know, what I did to make a living didn't work here. Like it, I had to rethink and refigure what I was doing and for a career. And so the first year we, um, we came out with a, a good chunk of savings and we were going to buy homes, start flipping homes. I mean, we had some vision. I had taxes that were due from my past business. We were going to pay that. Um, and then, you know, the rug got pulled out from under me and none of it happened. And we spent all the savings to live. And then we lived on credit cards. And so we racked up about 120,000 ish dollars in debt the first year we were here. And that is incongruent with everything I know <laughs> and what I know we're called to do. And so it inside ripped me up. I mean, I had so much anxiety. I'd be up. I couldn't sleep at night. Um, my wife and the kids were doing fantastic, <laughs> which was the Lord. He's like, this is going to be a real good move for your family. And I'm like, but me, Dan was like going through a massive growth process. And, uh, and so we literally were going backwards. And so we racked up all this debt, including back taxes. And then each year after that, I couldn't pay more taxes each year of my business. And so um, last year uh, in 2020, uh, it would have been around June, May, May or June, something like that. Uh, well, early on January, we, de we decided to sell our house in California. Um, and then the money from that actually paid all my back taxes. 
And so half of that 120,000 was all just taxes. And so we paid off 60,000 in taxes within uh, by June, July, whatever it was last year. And then what's wild is between then and now, we've literally have paid off $105,000 in, in, in debt. And, and it's funny because it wasn't like I had a strategy to do so, to be honest, if I'm just to be honest. Like it and it wasn't like miracle money came out of nowhere, but it was like people we owed money said, we're gonna cancel your debt or we're gonna take a reduced amount. Or, and it was like, I didn't even realize this had happened until just a couple months ago we were talking about it and I started doing the math and I'm like, oh, we've paid over $100,000 off in debt in, in a year. That's insane. That's crazy. So we're like $14,000 away from being completely all, all caught up on that. You know, I mean, I still have a car, but you know, like that's crazy. I it's just unreal. And that was definitely like a year ago I had it in the back burner. I mean, I don't know when this is going to happen or how I'm even going to tackle this. I'm not doing this right now. I'm just surviving, right? That's just all we were putting our hands to. And so, yeah, so super crazy, crazy testimony. That's amazing. Oh, wow. That testimony is yours. If you are living in debt and you have that feeling that he was describing, that anxiety, that anxiety and the knotted stomach, whatever, it's yours. Like, we can access these testimonies. A year ago, he had no plan. A year later, he's within, uh, within moments. <laughs> within moments. So God, he is paving a way when you hear things. You can grab Tracy's testimony. Like, there are long, there are some battles that you're contending for year after year. There's things that God wants to do relationally that he couldn't do a year ago. And so I feel like God is stirring up in my heart just this desire to say, anything is possible. <laughs> anything is possible. We serve a God that defeats the impossibilities. He's paid the highest price for us to step into fullness. He's paid the highest price for us to live that life of peace. When we get into that fear and unbelief, we have to just remind ourselves, I can't forget what he's already done. I wanna remember. So I'm gonna ask Justin to come up here and just lead our prayer and our ministry time. I just have expectation in my heart. He wants to do something today. If you need a miracle in your body, just stand up or in your finances. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We are going to get the ministry team up here in a moment, but I, I just feel like, I felt like the Lord said to me today that it's time for the body ministry to be released. And it's just the season of body ministry. So if, you, if you're around these people, I want you to put your arms. And if nobody's around you that's not standing, put your hand on your heart. Jesus. Jesus. Father, we thank you for the testimony that it prepares the way for just you to do it again. And right now we remember all the different testimonies we've heard over our life. I was sitting down in the front row and I was eating a cookie. 
I've never ate a cookie in my life on the front row during the church service. And I'm remembering a testimony of Seth Dahl, his, his um, child, um, he, he was, she was really sick and she said, dad, I wanna eat this cookie and they're a super healthy family. They're like, cookies aren't good for you when you're not feeling good. She's like, I wanna eat this cookie. He felt the Lord say, let her eat the cookie. She eats the cookie and gets completely healed. Now, don't think sugar's the thing that did it, guys. Come on, all you sugar people I know. But I'm sitting there and those things are coming to mind. Remember those crazy things you've heard from the Lord right now as you're praying for one another. So Jesus, we just thank you for corporate grace. The grace of just a family, the Bethel family, just um, coming together and saying, whatever you're dealing with right now stops now. Stops now. Any sort of arthritis, any sort of uh, 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 intestinal issues, Father, anything with diabetes, anything with uh, 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 just small, even tumors. I saw a person that's struggling with small tumors. Father, for those financial testimonies, we just say break the power of debt right now in Jesus' name. We ask for creative solutions to partner with what you're doing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We speak to uh, shoulders that are out of alignment, shoulders that, uh, and elbows. Thank you, Father. People that have tennis elbows, people that got hurt and sports injuries, I just thank you, Father, for healing them right now. If you had a sports injury and it didn't heal properly, could you put up your hand? Anybody who has a sports industry, in, injury and it didn't heal properly? Guys, put your hands on those people right there next to you. Jesus, we just release a miracle right now. Pray, guys, pray. Sorry, this isn't just me. Pray. <laughs> we thank you for body ministry. We thank you for corporate going after. Um, when we were in worship today, I saw mustard seeds falling out of the sky all over us. We just speak to Will Douglas online right now. We speak to your body and we say, cancer, dissolve. We also speak to Benny Johnson's body right now. We say, cancer, dissolve in Jesus' name. Any form of cancer that's attacking our Bethel movement, we say no. We say no. We thank you for the victories that we've seen uh, of tumors dissolving. We thank you that we don't have rebellious cells in our body. We only have cells that reproduce in a good and healthy way. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Uh, just test out. If there's something that you can test out right now, I want you to test it out. If it's something... It's something... Um, is anything going on in anybody's body that they can actually test right now? Thank you, Father. Something's going on in your body right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Something going on in your bodies over here? Something good going on. Something going on right here? Thank you, Jesus. What's going on right here? Herniated disc from gymnastics? Not in pain right now at all? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, that's so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.